What is up, y'all? It's week 11. Crazy enough. Um, we got a couple weeks left of the regular season. Um, we got three weeks left. A lot of <laughs> the, the playoff seating is bonkers right now. Basically seeds five through eight. Uh, am I forgetting anyone? Five through eight? Five through nine, maybe? Maybe it's five through nine. I don't know. We can get to it in a second. It's going to come down to the wire here. So <clears throat> thanks for joining. Thanks for listening. I know I've been sketchy at best um, with uh, uploading these podcasts. I'm going to be completely honest. My work um, schedule over the last three or four weeks has been absolutely ridiculous. So fine. I'm finally able. It's 412. I know some of you guys are work, probably still working past four on Fridays, but it's been a uh, it's been a difficult week. But excited to uh, watch some football this weekend, and excited to uh, be back in Minnesota safely and eat some turkey. Watch the Vikings um, win three in a row here. We'll win another three in a row. We'll be at seven and five here shortly, and. Um, going to be exciting and watch the Packers get destroyed by the main man Jonathan Taylor this weekend so that should be fun so um yeah week 11 power rankings um it's been quite the year for the Muller bros for the Egan boys in this league so you've got we'll get into it here in a little bit but you've got down the stretch for the first two playoff fives you've got Dave and John neck and neck Jesse's right behind there You've got Tom who's making a push, and then like the five through nine, you have Doran, me, Niambu, Coach, and Kyle. And apologies to Brennan, Omar, and Spencer. Your, your challenge for a title is going to have to wait until 2021. So it's kind of funny how you want to look at it, and I wish we had almost had historical records, but uh, Spencer... Brennan, Omar, zero titles between the three, zero championship appearances between the three in the course of seven to eight years. <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't know if like this year's just an, another, another damning piece of evidence, but you just got to wonder at what point. I know Brennan's had a couple really good years, and I know Spencer and Omar have made it to the second round, and I know Brennan's had some really good regular seasons, but at one point, when is it going to be their year? Or are they going to be like the Chicago Cubs and Boston Red Sox where they see, always say next year is our year? Could be worse, guys. You could be the Minnesota Vikings and not even see the championship game for 45 years. So enough of shitting on them. Let's get into the power rankings. Um, today's sponsor is Nespresso. If you have an Nespresso machine, you know how fucking amazing it is. The pods are really, really awesome. You can actually recycle them. They're eco-friendly. Um, there's like over 40 different type of flavors in Nespresso pods that you can get ranging anywhere from like a shot of espresso to a full cup of coffee. They're amazing. I highly recommend um, eco-friendly. Great for an afternoon coffee. Be able to get you through your day. All right, number 12. Ah, this is tough. This pains me. And I, I think I've, I, I've said this at least for the last two or three power rankings. I have Brennan as number 12, and 
I can't see any other player that's been screwed over more by injuries and bad luck this year. Um, it's it, It's been a difficult ride. Um, he had one of the best keepers going into the year based off of rankings and everything else. He just hasn't been able to put it together, which is which sucks. Um, he was able... Wow, hold on. Sorry, my iPad's going crazy. I'm trying to pull up the standings here. Bear with me one second. Anyways, thank you, Nespresso, for uh, sponsoring the pod. You guys are phenomenal. All right, let's pull it up here. Beep, 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 beep. God, I love walking into our league and just seeing my Blink-182 artist logo. All right. I mean, there we go. Brennan last week eked out a second one of the year. Um, he's been, like, if you kind of look at the point scored, it's, even though he's dead last, it's just he's had some really unfortunate matchups. Actually, he's not dead last coaches, and we'll get to his team in here in a little bit. But um, considering all the injuries and everything else, it's just been tough. Kenny Galladay is a perfect example where it's just his potential is sky high, and he's just been out for half the year, so. We'll see. Better luck next year. I'm hoping hoping Brennan comes back to some of the days. I think it was 2015, 2016 um, when he was overseas getting his grad degree where his team was fucking amazing. Maybe he needs to go overseas again. Obviously, he just recently moved, and maybe the change of scenery will help him next year in 2021. Number 11, the buddy. It just seems like this franchise has been tarnished ever since. Um, it came into the league, obviously, uh, Henry was the first owner and maybe it's just the child stank that is just, um, going to be forever etched on this franchise because it's been tough sledding, uh, at three and seven in 11th place with the point system, but it still, you know, made the necessary trades that may have not looked so great, but the same exact time, um, put himself in position for next year. There's just a lot of first and second year guys he looked up on the list. It's kind of funny. I mean, I don't know how many players he'll be able to keep, but um, there there's a chance. Um, there is a chance where he could be really good next year, but we'll see. And as I've said in the last couple podcasts, we are committed to making a change around our trade deadline and what the trade budget is from a salary cap. So I am committed it's not going to happen now. It's going to happen sometime after the season and this upcoming summer where we, we align and agree what that trade deadline salary cap looks like so people aren't just selling their soul and their entire fantasy football team for one keeper that could be good next year. So more on that to come. Um, speaking of selling your keepers from scraps, Spencer, number 10. Um, I think historically if the Chow Sanjek um, franchise is not the worst in this entire league. This, the Strands franchise is up there. So another losing season for the Huddle Ducks. You really hate to see it. Obviously, you got Taylor and Dobbins, which ever since that trade has not really looked that great. Um, there's a bunch of guys on here. The AU cool will probably help out tremendously next year. The guy looks like a beast, but he looks like he's out again this year. Um, but we'll see. Spencer always loves his first and second year players, but he always gets the wrong first and second year fantasy players. Um, that he tries to keep and they don't turn out to do well. So we'll see if that strategy continues to hold. It's funny when he went away from that strategy last year, he made the playoffs and then unfortunately went back to it this year and 
his running back trio of Clyde, Kamara, and Carson didn't really pan out. Number nine, this one's tough. Even though he's five and a five and still has an outside chance and had the best roster going into the season, I have coach at number nine. It just seems like the last couple of years he's always been at number eight or number nine where he's a good enough roster to make the playoffs and have some bad luck or just some bad results or um, just can't get over the hump. And it just seems like that year – this is the same exact year as it was, it was the last couple of years. So, um, obviously, Antonio Brown coming back and that that um, investment paid off, but it hasn't really came to fruition. Um, and obviously, the wide receiver depth that he had to go along with Derek Henry and Ken Drake. I'm just laughing because this team should be like a top four team and just never really put it together. But, you know, with the way our payment structure is, he can still get a top score. Um, obviously, even though there's only three weeks left, 11, week 11, 12, 13, we are still paying out $50 weekly high of weeks 14, 15, and 16. So just keep that in mind when it comes to the next five, six weeks. There's still $70, $70 per week that, that's on the line. So, wow, almost uh, might feel like I was having a heart attack there, but I was just drinking some coffee. So, <laughs> um we're good, but yeah, there's still $70 per week over the next six weeks available, so a team like Coach could definitely um, definitely still put together a couple solid weeks, even though he might fall short of the playoffs, he could still make some money. All right, we're on the number eight, and that's going to be um, Niambu, and I think um, this team is just solid. There's no superstars. It is just solid all the way around. The DeAndre Swift, Montgomery are now both out. That's really unfortunate. Um, it just seems like without the superstar that can put will not put this team over the top. Mixon's injury helps out because he can play Giovanni Bernard. If you want to consider Darren Waller superstar, I guess you could say that, but it's just lacking that one player that consistently puts up 20-25, and that's why you can see his points scored and his um, record is right at 500. But it's the Ambu. If there's anyone that's capable of putting together you know, a run to get to the playoffs, as history has shown, it is Niambu. So I'm, I will not be shocked um, if Niambu turns around here in these next couple weeks um, and and makes a run at the sixth seed. Um, but we'll see. Obviously had a big win over Spencer last week. But that's, that's not saying something. He's got a huge matchup this week against um, David, which we'll see what happens. Um, David's a favorite, but crazier things have happened. Number seven. God. This I'm just going to put three teams tied for fifth. How about that? I'm going to do the easy chicken cop-out. I'm going to put me, um, Doran, and Big Red Dog at tied for fifth because out of these three teams, two of the three will, will, get, the last pl- will get the last two playoff spots. Um, Kyle is probably has the most potential, but he's also made his money back. So I think... Um, I think he would be content even if missing the playoffs because he could still put up the weekly high points if he does not make it. Um, so he could actually make money this year. Um, and then you have Doran and I who are just hanging on by thread. Um, and if you really compare the rosters, one, two, three, I think I might have the worst, even though all three of them are kind of locked and loaded. Um, but it all comes down to how the superstars perform when you've got the running back duo that um, Kyle has between Dalvin Cook and James Robinson, that kind of trumps what I have with uh, Kamara and whatever Damian Harris or Chase Edmonds can do. So I kind of give that advantage. So if I were to rank guns to my head, I would actually go 
Um, Doran 5, Kyle 6, me 7, but there's still three weeks left, and we'll see what happens. Number four, I'm going to put as Tom. you got to admire the consistency for CDs nuts over the last, in this franchise the last three or four years. has been consistently, obviously, back-to-back runner-up, uh, runner-ups for Tom. I think John did that about four or five years ago, and he finally broke through through his championship after he lost back-to-back championship. It's actually confirmed, I can say it. Uh, John lost both of his championship appearances to Niambu. Niambu beat him both both times in the following year. He ended up winning. So I think that could be, if you want to look at some silver linings, that um, Tom is, has that ability and has has a team to do it. But we'll see if he can pull it off. He's gotten so close the last two years. And this team's going to go as much as Kyler Murray goes. So, you know, he had his worst week of his league, <laughs> worst week of his entire year last night and still put up 20 points. So that's, that's kind of showing how... Um, how amazing MV Kyler has been, um, and I still think we'll continue going forward. This team has the depth to put it all together. It's just will they be able to t- knock off uh, the three teams above them? Number three, man, deciding between two and three was really, really difficult, but I'm going to give um, a slight nod to Jesse at two. So I have Dave as three. Um, obviously, his team goes with Mahomes. He's had some actually huge waiver pickups this year. You look at someone like J.D. McKissick, um, you look at the wide receivers have actually pulled through. None of them are wide receiver ones, but they're solid wide receivers twos when healthy with Woods, Fuller, and Crowder. I mean, the, the George Kittle injury obviously hurt, but when you've got Chubb and Jacobs, and I know Chubb has been um, he's been off and on, and obviously getting Jacobs for me in the earlier trade has helped out. So the loss of the wide receiver one in Thielen has helped gain and get, gained his balance back with Chubb and Jacobs with this with this roster. So. You add in Mahomes over the top, and it, it's a team that could win. Um, and as we've seen, it's only been done once with Niambu winning back-to-back championships. So Dave will try to be, become the second person to do that and etch his name um, up on the the Mount Rushmore of this league uh, up there with, I think right now you'd probably put me, John, and Niambu. So could he be that fourth member? Speaking of wanting to be etched on the Mount Rushmore with his second title, number two, Jesse the Adams family. I mean, this team is loaded. This is not a team you want to see in the playoffs, given some matchups with DeAndre Hopkins, Devontae Adams, um, and Christian McCaffrey. Obviously, McCaffrey's out again. Um, hopefully, he'll be back by next week, which will be huge for the playoff run. <laughs> and I, probably, I can probably speak for Jesse. It's okay <laughs> to be injured until he's back um, week 14. So if you guys don't know, the Panthers and the Bucks both have buys on week 13, so that's going to significantly hinder this team. So... I think Jesse should still make be able to make the playoffs. I think I posted in the Slack the the threshold is 20, and I think Jesse's right at 20. So unless this team falls apart this week and next week before week 13, um, I still think he has a chance. But this is not a team I want to face, especially if McCaffrey does not play week 12. He should be fully healthy at week 14, ready for the fantasy playoffs, which would be kind of funny if that's the case, what ends up happening where he comes back healthy and continues to put up 30 spots like he's had all year when healthy. Number one, last but not least, the Molar Bros. I mean, this team is loaded from the top down. Um, it's it's tough to see Ingram <laughs> being started this week, but if you kind of look at the overall team, this guy's has three. He basically gave away his entire depth to have just the most best, awesome starting lineup. So, but it's got to produce. Um, obviously, Cooper should be able to come in and be able to play in his flex. Mixon is now out. You'll have Clyde and Kareem Hunt as his running backs, and then uh, DK and Michael Thomas as wide receivers. So 
Michael Thomas should break out. I don't like that Taysom Hill is going to be coming back. And uh, <laughs> can it be the quarterback for the next couple of weeks? It'll be really interesting to see how it works. I feel like that's the Saints are just throwing the Falcons for a loop, a uh, game planning loop. We'll really see um, if Taysom Hills are started. But I'm, I mean, Michael Thomas, it's, it's, you know, he's coming into bus territory this year. And, you know, he was on Omar's team for a while and obviously spent a lot of money for him. So, and then obviously, John gave up a good amount of his depth and keeper possibilities to be able to get Michael Thomas on his team. So was the juice juice really worth the squeeze? Obviously a huge matchup this week, but is Taysom Hill a competent NFL quarterback? I don't think so. I think it get exposed this week. And if he does show that he's not good and they don't believe in Jameis, it could be catastrophic for the Saints fantasy owners like myself and John with Kamara and Thomas. So that's really about it, keeping it at 17 minutes this week. Um, I think if we're looking at coming up for this weekend for any future matchups and want to highlight, obviously the battle for the one seed with um, with Jesse and John is the huge matchup of the week, obviously number one and number two in the power rankings. Um, they're both projected 100.9. You really can't slice it either way, but it's going to be a fun one to watch. And then if you're looking for another big matchup, um, you got to look at um, Dave and Niambu's. I think uh, I think that is a huge matchup for both teams. If Dave wants to secure a first-round bye because John and Jesse are playing each other, it would be huge. And then, obviously, Niambu's playoff hopes are hanging on by a thread. So um, if he wants to get back into the playoff race, he needs a win. And obviously, there's still one point for both teams that they, they produce. So it'll be interesting to see. I think the average this week, it's been relatively low to begin to the top six lately, but I think for the first week, It'll get back over 100. We'll see some high-scoring performances this week. And then, of course, next week we get back into our second round, the matchups who we face twice again. So whoever you face week one and week two, you'll be facing week 12 and week 13. So that's kind of what's coming up. we got 18 minutes here. Best of luck this weekend. If anyone's traveling, safe travels. Um, and uh, if you're going to be in Minnesota, you know, enjoy the time, and hopefully we can enjoy a Vikings victory here on Sunday. And hopefully, the like as we said, Spencer will see his man, his main man JT run all over the Packers on Sunday. Anyways, have a great weekend, everyone.